It is uh, my great uh, honor and pleasure uh, to, this is going to be one of the last, uh, I kind of go back to regular teaching next week, but um, wanted the opportunity, uh, one, to get Zach uh, in front of y'all last week, and, um, and then also uh, this week to talk a little bit about what the Advent looks like beyond Sunday mornings. And so we have uh, uh, three all-stars um, up here, and um, grateful for them, and uh, we've got uh, Catlin Cade, Martin Clapp, and Stephen Nichols uh, working towards me. Uh, so they're going to talk a little bit about what the Advent looks like beyond Sunday mornings, but let's have a word of prayer. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you so much uh, for the gift of the Advent and all that you are doing in our midst. Lord, we pray that we would not take it for granted, but Lord, that you would spur our hearts on uh, that we might uh, find ourselves uh, in the midst of your uh, activity. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, so uh, the common thread that runs uh, between all three of you who are seated so very closely together that it's awkward. Um, <laughs> I'm just moving farther away. Uh, it's, in fact, it's... Uh, okay. Uh, goosebumps. So, uh, yeah, the common thread is that y'all uh, have found yourselves uh, immersed in uh, the ministry of small groups. And uh, this is not so much about small groups, but uh, more about, you know, how small groups has uh, been used by God uh, to affect your life. And so I'm wondering if y'all would talk a little bit about your experience and how God has used small groups uh, in your own walk with the Lord. Left to right, I think. Left. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so um, my name is Stephen, and uh, small groups for me, um, we started out at the Advent um, six years ago and joined. I went to the newcomers class, and we're encouraged to get in a small group, and so. Uh, we, we got into one, and uh, at first didn't didn't really. Um, it was more of a burden, um, to be honest. Just uh, I would go, but not usually. I usually didn't want to. Um, and uh, over time, um, it has become uh, my favorite thing. I look forward to every week. And I, and I, and to answer your question of how the Lord has used it, um, I've learned a lot about how to read the Bible and study it. Um, I've learned a lot about fellowship, um, and I've been so encouraged by watching the other members in our group um, and their spiritual walks. You know, God's not a, a static God who just sits by, and, and we all are in the same spiritual condition that we were when we started six years ago. I've gotten to see so many people grow in their faith, which has encouraged me. Um, so it, it's been a huge blessing for me. Is this thing okay? It's on. Um, you're going to get the worst of this because so much of this is we're going to all use the same answers a lot. Um, and I think anybody who's in a, a group kind of that you hear and talk to feel the same way. And there's a lot of that um, very similar. We, we got involved pretty early on, and it's become a, a very big part of our uh, of our walk with Christ. And can y'all hear in the back? You having a hard? You can. Okay. Can good. Yeah. And and it's a very big part of our of our life here at Advent. It's, it's a, you know, as, as you hear over and over again, people say that the small groups do such a good job of making a big church feel, feel small. And I grew up at a very small church and that's, that means a lot, you know, a lot to me. Um, and I think a lot of, I like the tagline uh, that we have for the small groups, the, the 
small groups do life together. And that's certainly true. Our, our group has become some of our very closest and best friends, and we truly do life together. We've been through uh, battles with cancer. We've been through death of, deaths of loved ones, and it's um, to have that community where you have people that you can read scripture with that are that, are that close to you in, in other ways, not just somebody that you may sit next to uh, in pew in church is a, is just a huge deal and it's um, I don't know how we would I don't know how we would do it without it well said <laughs> good good word Catlin the middle chairs the well, well we're gonna work you know if you say something <laughs> our group uh, I, I've been in several through the years but one in particular I've been in since 1984 uh, we have a little name, we call it the Cholesterol Club because we always have a greasy sausage or biscuit or something in the morning. But we've done C.S. Lewis a couple of times, and one of the things that um, has always stuck with me that C.S. Lewis said, life is a journey in which we develop the capacity to enjoy being in God's presence. And uh, the small group that I've been in with this uh, group of guys from Advent and others, uh, we, we've journeyed together and learned a lot. Uh, I personally need the discipline of having a scheduled time uh, to, uh, there, there's always so many distractions of how to spend time and energy and uh, I need the time that's uh, scheduled to uh, study whatever it is we're studying, the Bible, C.S. Lewis, wh whatever it is. And uh, the group's been a safe place uh, along this journey and I'm just very grateful for it. Now, Stephen, you Stephen, you don't have to um, to go into detail on this one, but I wonder if y'all had a, a little bit of the same experience. You said that early on in the small group ministry, you you were apprehensive. Uh, you did well, actually. You said you didn't want to go, uh, and so <clears throat> uh, you didn't want to go. Why didn't you want to go? And and what changed? What happened? Where all of a sudden you did want to go? Yeah, well, it had nothing to do with me in terms of what changed and, and why I didn't want to go. I liked the idea of small group, and once I got there, it was great. You know, once I got there, um, the fellowship was deep and rich, and and I would always leave feeling fulfilled. But I didn't want to go because I was selfish with my time. <laughs> I mean, it's a Wednesday night. Um, you know, it's a big time commitment, um, and. Uh, yeah, I just didn't want to give that time to the Lord. Um, and, you know, I'd rather sit at home and, and do things that, you know, just w whatever I do. And, and uh, so manage my fantasy football roster, you know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, and what changed, I think, just all I can say is I can't point to anything in particular uh, other than just the Holy Spirit working and uh, just filling that time and, and just making it a, a real um, uh, a time that I needed. Um, so, yeah. Was that y'all's experience at all? I mean, especially if you've been, I find that that's more the case if you've been in a group that is co-ed. Um, that if, if it's, you know, you've got husbands and wives or men and women, maybe some apprehension. I, um, well, I, 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 my problem more is not enjoying going or wanting to go so much because I, I, I like seeing everybody and being around and chit-chatting. My, my problem is more going and, and actually paying attention to what we should be, what we should be doing. Right. Um, and I think it's, it's you know, we, ours is a couple, ours is a co-ed, and, and it's, um, uh, you know, 
know, they're, they're all different, and I'm involved in men's Bible studies as well, and there's, there's certainly good from that. But, but I think we, um, I, I think it gets, I know it helps Sister and I be more on the same page spiritually because it gives us something to talk about. Just if a sister is his wife. Yeah, I know it sounds funny, <laughs> but sister is his wife. Leave that and let that go and let everybody <laughs> There's Alabama. That's right. My group meets on Friday mornings, and by the time we get to Friday morning, we're all slap happy, tired, and the humor that comes rolling out is just amazing. Uh, sometimes we don't get to our lesson because of the uh, comments and uh, wisdom shared and the humor, but uh, so I, I've always looked forward to it and tried, tried to go whenever I was in town. We have one rule in our group. Uh, we don't take role. So. That's a really good rule. Uh, I mean, y'all have all articulated this, this whole notion of, of the need to basically connect and even getting to the point sometimes in your, in your groups that you never actually get around to what you're supposed to be doing, but in fact what you're doing is exactly what small groups are supposed to be doing, connecting uh, at some level. If you're just gone and you're kind of going through the motions of a Bible study and then you, you leave, um, well, that's not, you know, that's not really what it's meant to be, but uh, actually having a shared life together, uh, being a part of things. And um, it is an out-of-time commitment. Uh, I mean, I, I feel the same way. Uh, but one of the things I've realized that the Advent is um, just how important small groups are to things like pastoral care. I mean, we do a really good job. Robin Turner and Craig Smalley are all-stars when it comes uh, to visiting folks in the hospital. And, uh, and people are always amazed when we show up in their hospital room. Some are actually very upset, like, you're not supposed to be here because I don't want you to know that I'm in the hospital. Uh, but it's actually, we've gotten so good at it that people think that God gives us a word of knowledge, and so they don't tell us they're going into the hospital, uh, but they think God will just tell us. And so every once in a while, thing, a couple things will slip through the cracks, but very rarely. Uh, but what I've found in small groups is that that's really where the pastoral care happens. I mean, that's really, I mean, you, you've mentioned, um, Martin, you know, your group going through uh, cancer, uh, going through the deaths uh, of loved ones, and the small group having the ability to minister to you in a way that, frankly, the, the, the wider church can't. Uh, it's not that they won't. They just can't be as intimate and can't walk alongside you. Uh, intimacy. Yeah, as as it was. I mean, have you all found that to be the case, in this, I mean, especially in your, your Friday morning group, Callum? Uh, we, we have. We've, uh, we, we've laughed together. We've mourned, mourned together. Uh, we, we've learned to pray together a lot. And I had a child with a medical issue for 17 years, and uh, there are a couple of prayer warriors in the group that uh, uh, just made a difference. And we, we've seen uh, answered prayer. We've seen miracles. We're very grateful. Yeah, I mean, I've recently had something going on um, that we prayed about in the past 10 days. Prayed about it on Wednesday night. Met with a, another member of our small group on Thursday morning for coffee um, for advice and encouragement and prayer. Um, another small group member texted me on Tuesday morning to ask how it was going. And then we circled back around and prayed about it on Wednesday night this past week. Um, that kind of encouragement um, and love and support that's genuine. Um, you know, I can't get that just coming to church. You know, when you see someone at church, it's like, hey, how you doing? Well, actually, uh, <laughs> do, you, do you have an hour? 
Um, so yeah, having that intentional time of getting together in fellowship, it's not just uh, for that hour and a half that we get together on Wednesday nights. Now, I mean, how has it affected things like your understanding of the Bible, your understanding of who God is? Uh, because, you know, in our tradition, it tends to be heavy on clericalism, like the clergy do that, and we don't. Uh, but in these small groups, with a few exceptions, like any small group I'm a part of, uh, there's no clergy, clergy person there. And my group, I know there are members of it out there, are very quick to shut me down. Um, they, they don't care what I have to say. Like, we heard it on Sunday. Be quiet. But how is that, has that, I mean, has that made y'all step up to the plate a little bit more, engage with the word a little bit more? Tell me about that. Well, uh, this is an easy answer for us. We, we, we feel like we're cheating a lot of times. We have gill in our small group. So um, we, uh, we're very blessed for that and, and very thankful. And I think it's, it's, um, it, it's, it works both ways in, in that case. I mean, we're, it's a tremendous blessing and resource to have Gil, and, it, and, and I think sometimes it certainly makes us back up a little bit and, and, and kind of uh, let Gil take the lead, and, and, but, but then again, it also, I mean, I think at the same time, it, it has allowed us to grow a little bit. I know I have learned, and I, I, I know I can speak for everybody in the group, that, that we've learned a tremendous amount that I don't think we would have, I don't think we would have had we not had access to Gil. And, and everybody knows Gil, Gil does a great job of staying back and, and, and not, uh, I think he's done, I think he's done great with handling that. And we've gotten, we've gotten a lot from him. That, that didn't really help, Martin, because I was hoping <laughs> it was like that, that we have, uh, you know, we don't need Gil. We've, we've gotten to the word and it's awesome. We have, um, with our group, we don't have Gil or Andrew or, or anybody. Um, we have a bunch of folks who have never led Bible studies before. Um, and so that was that has been um, scary at first, and we started off with the popes who did a great job of showing us how it uh, how it looked. Not and, the ones that live in Rome, Fontaine the, yeah. and Lepo. <laughs> yeah, we went up to you. And then we went out on our own after a year with Lee and Fontaine, and, and kind of didn't know what that would look like. Um, but I have found that that what has been um, really cool is when each one of us has to lead, and that's the way we would always do it. We would, uh, for a month, we would uh, change houses and leaders by the month. So every month it'd be at the Nichols, and the Nichols would lead for that month, and Fran would do all the lessons. Uh, but uh, just just um, uh, when you have to lead one, um, everyone's so encouraging, everyone's so supportive, um, and it makes you get into the Word and really study it. Um, and, and I like what Catelyn said about the discipline. I mean, I don't, you know, if I'm being honest, I don't have the discipline to get into the Word like I need to. Um, I'll do a once-over and then pray. Um, and, and this will make you really get into the Word and kind of wrestle with it. So that's been a huge blessing. We've got some really sharp folks in the Friday morning, and uh, they know their Bible. And through the years, uh, we've, we've uh, studied a lot of different things, but it's, it's probably increased our appetite for wanting to learn the more we've uh, gone deeper into the Word. Um, sometimes we, we rotate on uh, Friday mornings. Somebody gets breakfast and then they, they lead. They, uh, and, and sometimes the lessons are such that you don't know really where to go with it, so you just come up with one good question. 
and that takes care of the hour and round and round we go as we chew, chew on it and chew it through. Um, we do have one ordained uh, guy from uh, Briarwood that comes, Phil Reddick, that he helps us out occasionally when we get stuck on something, but I think Phil's learned something occasionally from us at the Advent as well. I mean, one of the things that I think a lot of people, uh, when they think small groups, think it's kind of weird, you know, because you, there you are in a small group of people, and anytime you open up the word, there's a sense of uh, vulnerability and intimacy, and we live in a weird world where you can put something crazy up on Facebook for the whole world to know. Like, we had a friend that lives in Charlotte who's very well educated, but just put up on our Facebook site one day, I just don't know if it's worth it anymore. And I just thought, what? Uh, and so I immediately called. But you know, so advertising that. But it's so funny that we're willing to do that, but we're we're very uncomfortable doing it face to face. And so was that weird for y'all? I think so. And we we had a uh, this is very was fairly early on in our group. Our group's been together uh, five, six, seven years, maybe something like that. And, and very early on, we we actually did a we've done this a couple of times. But the, the, um, the first was really probably the one that sticks in our head the most because it, it, was, it, was, um, it was so foundational to our group. But we, 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 did a, we told our, our story. We told mm -hmm. our, and, and it was, and everybody was very open and very, and it almost, I mean, from that moment on, we, we clicked and, and gelled a lot better. And the, the intimacy that was there was, was bred. Uh, very quickly, but it was but it was tough. It's it is hard. Even the, these people you know to sit there and and open up and and talk about uh, your fears and your anxieties and you know what you what you wrestle with and struggle with. But it's it is uh, we found it to be absolutely essential to who we are as a group. And and we talk about we did it. We've done it a second time in a different little vein. And and we're right now talking about you know kind of it's about time to do something like that again. We've grown leaps and bounds every time we've done it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that um, at the beginning, um, you know, we didn't all come in and bare our hearts. We didn't do anything like that. That's a great idea. Um, but I, I found that uh, it's been my experience that once people began to share, and it happened pretty early on, it, the kind of the floodgates opened. Um, that's the best part about small group. I mean, that's the best part about it um, is sharing in life's problems and experiences together. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it was a little bit, a little bit odd, and some people are more reserved than others. But it's cool. It's cool how it works because, um, and I don't think they'd mind sharing me, but I won't use their names. Uh, but about a year ago, someone in our small group um, shared something very intimate, uh, very personal, um, and his wife uh, told us later she he had never shared that with her before, um, and she was. Um, so thankful to the group. She was so thankful to God that, like, this small group, you know, God had um, made it in that time and place for this to come out and for healing to start. And it was just, it was just really cool to see. Talking about entering into a time of prayer around stuff like that, I mean, a lot of small groups, especially when they start out, find themselves getting to the place where they're all going to pray together and never mention what their needs are or what they're struggling with. So they'll say things like, pray for my sister-in-law's brother's neighbor whose dog got bit by a copperhead and the kids are upset. And you're like, which, which kids uh, are upset? Yeah, I, and so it's so far removed that um, I, I heard recently that one small group actually has a rule that you're not allowed to give a prayer request if it doesn't directly affect you. Certainly other people need to be prayed for, 
but oftentimes in small group, you know, in an attempt to sound spiritual, you know, we'll say, you know, here's a, a far-fetched uh, prayer request rather than uh, getting honest and, and, and getting, getting real. We're, we're, we're talking about that right now. We're, we've, we've gone down that path, and it's, it's easy to do. It's easy to get down. We're trying to pull that back a little bit and more pray for each other. I would say, though, is that everyone's different. You can't, um, you can't make people be vulnerable. Um, and so, you know, for us, uh, kind of what I do is I, I, I'm, I'm kind of the bleeding heart of the group. I tend to just kind of throw it all out there, but some people aren't. And, you know, I, I don't want anyone to feel like they can't come into that place. Um, if, they, if they want to talk about the cat, you know, the grandmom's cat, okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Join Stephen's small group. Uh, <laughs> we want to talk about the grandmother's cat. So, I mean, but, but it is basically, I mean, the whole idea is that it's a congregation within the congregation. So you're actually coming together as the church uh, to, to do church. But how has it affected y'all, the relationships? I mean, Martin, you hit on this a little bit. It's not just the getting together, but beyond your small group, you actually hang out with them. Like, it's, it's more than just some organized church program. Sure, and 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 it's you know in terms of how it's affected you know us uh, as being a, a church within a church, it's this um, you know having a, a group a core group of people that you can do things with and turn to that are within this uh, within this shared experience of, of of talking about scripture and talking about uh, theology and. That's a diff- I mean, you don't get that at a cocktail party. You don't get it at a, at a, at a supper club. You don't. It's, a, it's um, it completely changes to be able to have that relationship with somebody. For us, is 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 huge, and we um, and I think we we all value it so much. I think that's what's helped us actually grow closer. Is because we we we're drawn to we're drawn to having those people that we can speak with like that. That we can be open with, and, um, and I think that's that's what's we, we all like each other, and that, that's great, but it's, the, it's that shared theology and scripture that I think has accelerated our, our closeness, if that makes any sense. How is it? Go ahead, Stephen. Uh, I was just going to say that all, all of that, and then also it, it has, um, we've just been so fulfilled by that fellowship that it has caused us, we've just noticed it. We didn't set out to do this, but just noticed that it's caused us to want to form more personal relationships with the other people we go to church with, the people who aren't in our small group, because we've realized that um, those are the relationships and friendships that really matter. Um, and so it, it has caused us to be more intentional about just um, just getting closer with other Adventers. So, yeah. so you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but, um, but all, all of your wives are spiritually mature and... Um, uh, have opinions. More than we are. <laughs> <laughs> have opinions. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's especially finding your role spiritually within the life of your family. You know, as being pastors of your family, um, how has small groups helped that, if if at all, to to help you grow into that? It gives you a forum, a place to discuss things that are going on with children, with wives. Um, it uh, takes sharing to a deeper level. Um, we're not engineered to go through this journey alone, and, and it is true when two or three are gathered together, God is in their midst, and 
and we see that uh, over and over again. And uh, it's it's nice to know you've got a group of folks you can call in the middle of the night for any reason. Mm -hmm. It's a real depth and it's special. It's uh it's for for Paran and I. It's blessed our marriage tremendously. Um, prior to small groups and doing that, we didn't uh, pray together with any regularity, um, and we didn't really talk about the Bible a lot. We would you know, leave a sermon and say, well, that was a great sermon. Yeah, that was a great sermon, and then that was it. And um, That's more than I get. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, uh, uh, especially when we would prepare, when it was our turn to teach and we would be talking about the lesson, that was really cool, and then just praying together um, in a setting and have Fran praying for me in front of a group of folks. Um, and then it, it turns into the small group's not around and we pray together. So it's been... That's been one of the absolute biggest blessings uh, is for our marriage. Um, I think I think the, the word I should use is opportunity, but really it, it's, I hate to say it, it's almost the excuse maybe should be the right word. It's another, it's a reason for us to talk about Scripture and to talk about Christ and talk, and I wish that we didn't need an excuse or a reason or opportunity, and, and sometimes we don't, but it, we're like everybody else. We're busy, 900 things going on at the same time, and it's, it's, it's uh, um, and we certainly do. We, we'll talk about a Sunday school or a sermon, or a, but um, the, this is another avenue that we have to delve into uh, scriptural issues and, and, and in a way that we have to, actually, when we are parenting, to, to put it in a through the lens of, of Christ, um, it's otherwise. I, I don't know that we. I don't know that we would be. I don't know what I'm saying, sister. What would you say? Um, <laughs> I, we we wouldn't be we wouldn't be where we are as as a as a couple. I mean, we we wouldn't have, we wouldn't talk about the Bible or Scripture nearly like we do. So when uh, small groups uh, started at the Advent, I guess, what was that, 90-something? Anyway? Um, yeah, good. 90-something, uh, and uh, it was sort of slow going, and it's you know, stalled a little bit, and it's kind of gaining momentum uh, again. How has that affected even your uh, involvement and your ministry here at the Advent? If at all. It will cause you to be interviewed in the dean's class. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, 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 um, opportunities come up from um, you get plugged in with other folks and everyone's doing something different with the church, so they might pull you in. Someone in your small group might say, hey, I'm, I'm on the stewardship call team. Will you, will you call people for me or something like that? So, which is great. Uh, <laughs> which is what you're looking for. Uh, just that. Like I was saying earlier, it's, it makes a big church seem small. And, and it, I mean, it certainly makes it easier to, to get involved and to be comfortable, and especially if you're someone who's not comfortable in a big, in a big large setting, but more in a smaller setting like I certainly am. It broadens the number of people you know more intimately and you build the trust with them and, and uh, when there's an opportunity that they need help with something, you're glad, you're more, more willing naturally to work with somebody you know a little better and, and when you get tasked with something and you need some resources, <laughs> then uh, you, you know, if you 
keep people to call in, but it, it just makes the church more alive yeah. and effective. Yeah. One of the things that, that we're trying to avoid at the Advent is, you know, all of us are incredibly busy. I mean, I don't know about you, but just trying to find time to do much of anything is hard. And so wondering when you're going to fit this in. And the church will often, the church big C, not just the Advent, will often kind of do this to you. They'll say, you know, you're too busy in your life. You need to take a break. You need to pull back. You need boundaries. Come be busy at the church instead, right? And all of a sudden, it's just, you know, new boss, same as the old boss, and it's just as oppressive, and it can feel like a real burden, like, oh, I've got to go uh, and do this. That's not what we're trying to do. Uh, but, in fact, for Lauren and I, it's become one of those things that um, is a priority for us and, uh, and for our group as well because uh, that is, um, you know, how often do you have the opportunity to actually sit down and talk about faith in the Lord Jesus and open the Bibles, and it's not weird. Um, someone in our small group uh, who grew up in the northeastern part of the United States, some of his buddies were in Birmingham, and, uh, and he said, well, I'm off to small group. And, uh, and I said, what? And he said, small group. And they thought he was like going to Jonestown, you know. Um, <laughs> is that what it was called, Jones? Jones yeah. Uh, and the, the, what is that? And he said, well, we, you know, we sit around and we talk about the Lord and we, we, we read the Bible. And they thought he's joined a cult. Like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Uh, but for him, it had become, he said, no, it's great. He said, it's it's become such an important part of, uh, of my uh, walk with the Lord and, and who I am, and I can't imagine myself being a Christian apart from it. And so when it's that, uh, that helps order all those other things, uh, and uh, it, it doesn't seem uh, like a burden because it's really, uh, it's really uh, not. Uh, so if you are uh, interested in small groups, uh, Fontaine Pope is going to be out in Klingman Commons, uh, but I uh, want to open it up to uh, any questions, comments, or concerns. Anybody but my wife and Fran. I was just going to ask, in y'all's opinion, and we've done both in our small group, um, do you feel like when we're talking about content of small group, studying the scripture, certain studies that you felt like were, were really remarkable, um, That'd be good. So you want them to comment on the things, the studies they've done they've really enjoyed? Mm -hmm. Or like what works? If someone's going into a small group, or we probably have a lot more new small groups rather than well-established small groups. So. I, I think what works the best, I can tell you what, what hadn't worked for us and what has worked. What hasn't worked, um, we tried uh, one time to kind of follow the lectionary and then uh, talk about the sermon and kind of with the idea of diving deeper into it. Um, that just, um, we just weren't very disciplined with that. It seems to be what works best. And then we've done studies where we'll do a Tim Keller study on a book of the Bible, and those are great. Mm -hmm. But you, be you can become, or we became sometimes too beholden to the questions um, and didn't really dive into the Word. Um, I, I found what works best for our group is studying the book of the Bible and uh, having people really dive into it, dive into the Word, and, and teach from that and talk about what the Word says. 
we right. do the same. We, we pick a book of the Bible, and as we've gotten older, we're more focused on it because we're sort of running out of time. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we found using a, a commentary uh, and a, a good study Bible with good footnotes helps a lot. And, and, uh, and just being honest about when something doesn't make sense, ask, and somebody will have an insight to it. Uh, we're we're much the same. The only only thing I could recommend, the only thing we've done any different than I think everybody else is is the the you know uh, telling our story of coming to Christ or our walk with Christ. And that's I mean I I would just highly recommend that for any group that's out there. And it, it doesn't have to be a touchy feely, you know it can be to the extent that you want. But it's um, uh, I would uh, heart to join a small group. Then certainly explore that and don't be intimidated by like the word commitment. I know that, especially with some of the younger people, like we know that we're gonna go through seasons of life like having kids or things like that where you can't be in your group. And for us personally, I mean, I know when I had our daughter, I had to duck out for several months. Um, but just go and make these friendships and just trust that the Lord will sustain your group through like times when you have to duck out. Um, I mean, I know when our son was in the hospital, I, I didn't even like have the words as a mother to say, and the group just like carried me through that. So just trust that like the Lord will work through your group, and um, it's okay when you're not there. Just forming those friendships is just the most important thing, and letting the Lord just work through your group. Should have had her up here. had two thoughts. One um, was that we have such theologically rich teaching here at the Advent. It's just a huge blessing from all the clergy. Um, but when a lay person like me gets to be a part of a small group, and Duncan and I have led quite a few different ones over the years at our house, and has to wrestle, have to wrestle with scripture, and read commentary, and just really dive in the level of um, just deep understanding, like those rivers of life that the Holy Spirit gives, just, I mean, it just becomes so real and alive. And so I'm, I think that I'm watching from afar, the, not, well, or from afar and in my own life, our whole congregation come to life through the Holy Spirit. Not just because we're listening to clergy, but because we are wrestling with it in our own time. And that's just amazing to see. The last quick thing I wanted to say is there's, for us, there was never a good time. We've been doing this from the time our children were born, and now they're 15 and 12, and including them, and it's often been at our home, including them, know, them knowing that we've got small group at our home, um, they think that is the most normal thing in the whole world, and we've had them argue in front of people. <laughs> we've had um, just all kinds of crazy things happen, but it's just to invite people into the messiness of our life and, and be okay with that um, has also been a blessing to us. So, Following up, <clears throat> excuse me, on what um, Kelly was saying, we've also, Mary and I have been involved in a number of small groups uh, collectively as couple or individually and uh, one of the things I will be telling on myself I think all the small groups I were in I very conscious about picking the right people you know wanted to be in people that were like us or we feel comfortable with or same age and all that 
But we had an experience this last group that we were in where it was a group that was given to us. Um, would we be willing to lead this group? We knew one person. Um, the oldest member was, I think, 80. Um, there were very few couples in it. I think most people had been divorced or were single. Um, and I was very reticent about it. Um, you know, I saw it more as work than as a real chance to have fellowship. Well, let me tell you, it, it turned out to be the biggest blessing. Um, I don't know if it's the first, but we had a couple get married in our group that had never known each other before. <laughs> Very intimate. <laughs> we unfortunately lost a member of the group uh, who died. Um, but I tell you, we wouldn't trade those relationships, the, the, the shared experiences, and the moving experiences, the joyful experiences, um, this family. And uh, I had not expected that. I frankly thought this was gonna be just a turn, you know, for a couple of years, we could just have to just sort of dig in and get through it. But um, the blessings were incredible. I love your expressions during all of that. <laughs> I guess one thing, I, you know, you said you don't take names and we all have things that keep us away from us, but I, I really am just sad and feel a loss when somebody's not there, either their contribution or uh, they're going to miss out on a good leader's teaching, or, but it's just, I always just, you know, damn, they're not here, I wish they were here, you know, for all kinds of reasons, but I understand that people work or out of town or having kids or whatever, but just missing people from the group because we have grown close. Can I say one more thing about the intimacy of small groups? Sorry. You don't have any men up here. What are we supposed to do? Um, but I think that um, in our small group, and we, we were lucky because we just kind of, someone asked us to be a part of one pretty early on into our time at the Advent. And so they just became our closest friends. We didn't have any friends, so we saw them every week. So it was well, just... Oh, Andrew did. I did. And, uh, but I will say that ours, ours at first didn't have the intimacy. So if you're in a small group that doesn't have the intimacy right now, it's, it's not a failed small group um, or, you, you know, whatever it is. I, I think that comes from um, a, a really good place when you're praying for your grandmother's cat because the, the focus isn't on you. I think it really does come – people in the South don't like to talk about themselves. And I think that's hard here versus – when Andrew and I were in D.C. and everyone's like, well, let me tell you what I think. You know, I mean, it's just a different type of place. And I think that comes from someone opening that door in your group. So if you're in a small group, just prayerfully consider this week really being that person to maybe lead your group to intimacy because we were created for intimacy. Um, and I, I, I just think that can, if, if that's not where your group is right now, it's something that could change really quickly, um, and the Lord can do a great work in that. I wanted to say just one thing following up on what Victor said um, about uh, we, we didn't know anybody in our original group that came together, and that was awesome. Um, they're not, we, we really, we didn't know any of them. They were all newcomers to the Advent, and so were we, and we got into a small group. But uh, over the year, we've had members um, move, and so we've had members put into our group. And I think I've heard about hesitation of, well, we know these people too well. I kind of know them from my old life, you know, and, and, and what would that look like to study the Bible together? And I would just say that's the best 
because that old friendship and relationship will just be dead, um, and the new one will be awesome. Um, we know people in our group um, who've come in, and, and really, like, it's like I never knew them before, and now what it is is awesome. Um, so I, I would say don't let that be a barrier of just, well, they knew me back in college. Well, don't worry about that. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, everyone went to college. It's okay. <laughs> so folks in the back. I was just going to piggyback on what Lauren said. It, it was on my heart while she was speaking to just a note of encouragement to those that um, might be in one right now that's fledgling or just starting to just trust that the Holy Spirit is there in your midst. And while you might just be at the surface level at this point to stick with it because it's an organic growth that will happen if you commit to it and pray for it. And um, when the rubber meets the road, these people will be there for you. And it's tremendous the impact that our group's had on my life. And I'm just so grateful that... Um, but it was it was slow, and it's and it's um, it took time to um, sow those seeds. So just a note of encouragement to stick with it. Marilyn, do you want to last word in? Um, I just think this is really cool that um, people might not know that they have small groups for teenagers, and Stephen is involved in one of those, I believe. Would you mind talking about that just for a second? Uh, yeah, I. Um... I get together, I started last year with the ninth grade boys and Cameron Cole and we met on Mount Brook Parkway on the trail on Tuesday mornings and then in the winter we moved to Sneaky Pete's so that was great um, uh, and, and now I've moved along with them um, and we're in, they're in 10th grade now and we meet on Tuesday nights um, but I would say that that has been, and we're talking about the small group friend on our end but the, um, the study of the book of John with uh, ninth grade boys last year changed my life. It absolutely changed my life. Um, it is, um, it's the best, I mean, that's the best thing that's ever happened to me is being with those guys and seeing those, seeing how just living and breathing the word was and is um, with those guys um, and seeing them just hearing how they were praying at the end of the year. Um, and, and they were coming. I mean, they were coming. And uh, that has been a, uh, yeah, I can't say enough good about that. It's just, it's awesome. It's awesome to see what's going on and with our youth ministry and what Cameron has going on. And um, yeah, it's cool. Well, let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunities to get into your word. And Lord, if uh, you are now moving in the hearts of uh, anybody here at the Advent, that uh, that they might uh, join a small group. And Lord, uh, for our existing small groups, we pray that you would continue to encourage them and build them up as they uh, build their lives upon you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, thank you all. Great job.